0: Come and rub on my abs. Come and Come rub, rub on my abs. abs. They are sparkly new. They are sparkly new. From the programs at Mind Pump, bundled up and discounted too. Be-do-be-do-do. Come and squeeze on my butt. Squeeze. Come and squeeze on my butt. butt. Have a giggle or two. Have, Have a giggle, giggle or two. People talking like, Where'd you get that butt? Mind Pump made it new.
1: Come to mindpumpradio.com. Click the big yellow button and sign up now. Hey, you guys want to hear something funny? What? So uh, <laughs> I got... Um, God, it's, how funny is this? It's been almost, what's six months or plus? No, seven, eight months now. My girl for my birthday, my birthday's in November. Uh, she ordered me a... Uh, is it Cardillo? Belt? belt. Oh, yeah, yeah, the weight belt. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Cardillo, right? Is that how uh, you pronounce yeah, yeah. it? Yep. Cardillo. Are those
2: the ones that sometimes people will have, like, shit written on the back? Yeah, of?
1: yes. Okay, so... And, and, you know, she's got it, like, all... Like branded really cool, you know, so she'd end the, here's the thing. Originally she was doing like level up and this and that. And then we, we ended up, uh, watching mind pump and it took off and we've been, we've been having so much fun with that. She's like, so she wanted to change it. All this, by the way, like she hasn't been telling me she's doing all this stuff. I haven't seen what the draft looks like or anything. She just said, you know, Hey, happy birthday. I got yeah, you she's spell. been
2: working
0: with me.
1: Oh really?
2: Yeah. Oh no way. Yeah. Oh I didn't know that. Surprise, motherfucker. Yeah, I didn't know that. So I'm not in the loop, but whatever.
1: (laughs) You're worthless, bro. That's true. If nobody sends you files. You have nothing to contribute to. Uh, (laughs) That's okay. So she's been going back and forth on this. And uh, you know she's been really she's been really frustrated because it's, it takes a really long time. First of all, they take long just to get anyways because they're all customly stitched and nice. And I guess supposedly she's got all this extra stuff on it that makes it really expensive and nice that she did right. Is it bedazzled? I don't know. Please tell me it's not bedazzled. bedazzled. I don't know. She please bedazzled Bedazzled.
0: My <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, there's nothing
1: worse. There's nothing worse than getting a gift like that. that you like you don't. Oh God, I have to tell you guys another story. You want to hear a better, even better story? You just reminding me of something. Getting. I'm just thinking of getting a gift like you from a girlfriend. Bedazzled it from a girl. That you're like, what do I do with this, right? (laughs) So I had a girlfriend one time. Oh, God, she's going to hate me. Justin, you know who this is. Oh, yeah. So uh, she, for for my birthday, and I'll get back to the other story in just a minute. For my birthday, um, she gets me this. She gets me a blanket and it's a it's a I don't know like a, big, a whoopee like a big no like a big throw blanket and uh, I open it up and it's a don't tell me it's a huge picture of herself laying on the beach
2: Oh, and I'm like
1: 25 years old or Awkward. like that and, and I'm like oh this is really cool and I'm thinking to myself dude when am I gonna my, gonna boy, to if my boys if my boys see me with this <laughs> they are gonna fucking they rip into me dude like no... asshole and she was like so excited to give it to me and I'm like oh my god dude what do I what do I do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, what, am I really gonna walk around, cuddle up with this blanket with my
2: girlfriend on a, a few, a huge fucking six? I don't know. That's creepy. It's like, could you imagine waking up to that in the morning, half asleep? Like, oh, sure. Oh, dude. You know,
1: so, so, so bad, right?
2: That's, so that's uh, she might have beat you in the whole uh, narcissism there. She's like, yeah. hey, honey, here's your gift. It's a picture of my face because <laughs> right. I'm so fucking hot. Think about
1: me all the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay. That reminded me of this story. So, anyways, <laughs> back to my my weight belt story. So, uh. You know, my girl's been going through this back and forth. It's been this pain in the ass uh, to get this all done. And, you know, she finally told me the other day, she's like, it's finished. It's coming your way, this and that. And uh, this was, I don't know, this was maybe a couple, uh, maybe like a week ago or so. And uh, I followed up on her. I'm like, hey, when's when's that belt supposed to come in? Is it supposed to come in this week or what? You know, and she's like, oh, she's like, let me call and follow up on it. I don't know why. It should be here already by now. So she calls down there. And uh, the, the lady, that, by the way, the the company is awesome. They're super customer source. She says that she, you know, they've been really sweet to her and just explained that they want to make sure they get it right because you can't return them. You know, you stitch mm-hmm. it and it's the wrong size and this and that, like, you know, you're asked out. Like, you can't return the belt and it's a lot of money and they're not going to give you another one. So, you know, they want to make everything, make sure everything's perfect. So she she calls and she goes, oh, I'm, the lady goes, oh my God, I'm so glad that you called us. She goes, um, we're sending you a belt out right now And it's a blank belt and we want you to put it on on Adam and and have him wear it and make sure it fits because the belt you ordered, we, we don't think it's going to fit you. And she goes, well, I measured him this and that. And she goes, well, yeah, well the guy down at the warehouse who actually puts them together and, and stitches them, he was starting to put it on. He recognized the mind pump. Logo. He's a huge fan of mind pump and a follower of Adams. And he goes, there's no way his waist is this big. Send him send him out a regular one so they can measure it. And then they can check it out.
2: <laughs> That's I had rad. That's awesome. <laughs> is that, is That's that, rad. Is that
1: funny or what? Yeah. <laughs> like, she was, all, she was so fascinated to tell me that story. She was like, oh my, cause I don't know where they're stationed. They're not around here. You know, you no, say, you
2: you know summer. you've made it when the weight belt company knows who you are. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. It's Custom like, yeah. to the T. Fuck the Tonight Show. It's all about the weight belt companies. Let's get this
1: party started, Oh, dude. yeah. All right. Let's rock and roll.
2: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. All right. Uh it's mind pump time. This is Sal Stefano You're here with Justin Andrews. The Adam Schaefer. Woo-woo. And Doug Russell. Yes, sir. The spinner. Alright, so uh hey guys, you guys see my water over here?
1: I do. You know, what, are you uh <laughs> no, 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 Alkaline? No, check out this water, dude. It's pink and purple.
2: No, read read the freaking label.
1: It says uh Alka Alka True.
2: So so I'm not one to get ripped off, but I don't know why I'm such a dumb ass when it comes to water. Like, I'll see different waters. Because it says smart. You think that smart yeah. waters no. that make you smarter? No, I'll just see different waters and I'll <laughs> want to get them. So this is water that's alkaline, which I know is complete bullshit, but I don't know why I bought it anyway. It cost me four bucks. What? Yeah. <laughs> why did you do it's that? It's so dumb. I don't know. I know, like, while I'm doing it, I know I'm being... Completely stupid And I'm like I'm going to buy this water That says it's pH balanced Which is going to do nothing For her Yeah <laughs> yeah, It's going to do nothing for me At all
1: is that, the, is that Okay so is that the pitch on this Is that it's it's pH balanced right here
2: It's got alka- It's it's alkaline It's supposed to balance out your body So you're not so acidic And blah 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 right. The truth is Your body does a pretty damn good job of it And if you really are acidic You're probably dying So And I don't think this will help you That much but I got closed, so I bought it, $4 for a gallon of water. Well, and how, how alkaline would it have to
1: be in order to balance you out of Bro,
2: if something was al- really, truly alkaline, you wouldn't be able to drink it. It would burn <laughs> your face. Right? Say, you know? super acidic. So I just bro. bought a bottle, a fucking j- a gallon of water for like five bucks. You know what's great? I'm going to drink the fuck out and of I, it. I, and I know this without even
1: <laughs> asking you guys, but I think as, as a salesman, we're like the biggest suckers, or all, or the easiest clothes. I'm the easiest clothes ever. Oh, dude, I, true. I, I will
0: buy because well, you can appreciate talent, right? If yes, somebody really has like I, a great pitch. You're and right. Like, I'll oh, buy- oh yeah. Ooh, I didn't think of it from that angle. I buy
2: shit simply because the dude did a good job. That's how I feel. I'll, yep. I'll
1: buy something that's a
0: shitty product because you
1: sold it to me well. Yeah. Like someone will sell it to me really well. And I'm like, that was pretty good, bro. I got a snuggie. I'm, I'm convinced, even
2: though I know it's bullshit, but I'm gonna buy it. Just because I've it's actually shit. told people that. <laughs> I have. I've too, actually bro. said to people, "Look, that your product sucks." Yeah, this is <laughs> and bullshit, and the, I'm paying for it. Yeah, and their the look on their face, like, "What did you say?" I'm like, "You know, this product sucks, but you did a pretty good job, so I'm going to buy one." You know? <laughs> I had a kid come up to my door uh, and sell me, oh, fuck, what was he selling? Magaz- cookies or something? You know, some little kid. Yeah, this kid was a closer. If he wasn't yeah. underage, I would have been like, "Give me your phone number because I'm gonna call you when I need to hire a good salesperson because <laughs> you're a genius." But he's underage, and if I asked his phone number, his dad would shoot me. So,
1: do you guys remember when there was a big uh, thing going on with the door-to-door sales on the newspaper? People that would actually—they um, were—they were going and so this was what they did. Oh,
2: were they casing your house? No, no.
1: So, I—I I have a client that used to uh, where she was like head of the Mercury News. And uh, she actually created a division specifically to go in and to uh, basically spy on on these these uh, managers that were doing this. So the the company, um, Mercury News at this, I don't know if it, this is still true and how it still happens now, but back then, this was probably about eight years ago or so. They actually uh, hired an outside company to come in and solicit their newspaper. So, you know, you you guys have all had your doorbell ring before and someone comes in and they try and convince you to mm-hmm. subscribe to this new newspaper or whatever. Well, this company that was doing it, um, they were really successful, but one of the things that they were doing is they started sending these kids up to the door and they would have them, like, tell these total lies and stories. Oh, like fuck. You know, they're, oh, you know, man. dying of, of cancer and stuff like that and they only have so long to live and blah, blah, blah. All these, like, these stories where people... And they're like, you know, all I need is... A I just need you to subscribe and because it's so cheap newspaper people were like oh my god they would just they would subscribe because it's like
0: wow that's if, dirty man. yeah
1: so it was really really big deal and she actually uh hired my my she asked me if i had knew somebody who needed a job and, and told me what was going on i said you know it's perfect timing my cousin's in between jobs right now and he could totally do this so she hired him to do that. And so every day he'd come home from work and he would he would tell me like their training. And I remember him going through it. And then, like, you know, it took about a week or so after they got through the intro and explained all the basic stuff. And they say, okay, well, you know, this is what you do. You know, and they started telling him teaching like, teaching him a lie. Oh, yeah. Teaching him how to, lie. and like dirty, uh, you know, uh, just dirty stories. You know like,
2: what? I hate, uh, I hate people who come up to my door to try to sell me shit, but it's not for the same reasons other people hate. Like, I don't care that you're interrupting me. If I don't want to answer the door, I don't. It's uh, as a parent, and I—I I don't know, Justin, if you're the same. As a parent, I've become ridiculously paranoid. Yeah. Like some random dude comes up to my door to sell me magazines. Oh yeah. I'm like, like oh, you're trying to. What see if are you, you doing go, here? How'd yeah, you get here? Yeah, you're trying to rob my house. Yeah. You want to see if I'm home? <laughs> right. Like, I'll give you an example. I was at the mall with my son, right? And we're getting out of the car, and you know how when you drive in the parking lot, the mall, like you could go one mile an hour if you turn your wheels. It sounds like you're it's freaking. Like, yeah, it sounds like a freaking car chase scene from you know a nineteen sixty five movie. <laughs> uh-huh. So I hear that sound, I like, grab my son, and, like run to the sidewalk. You just become so paranoid. As yeah, parent. yeah,
0: yeah. Very jumpy.
2: Uh yeah. So when you come to my door, uh, if anyone ever comes to my door, I'm basically figuring out how I can kill you very quickly. Yeah, if shit goes bad. So you <laughs> yeah. probably don't want to come to my door. We,
0: yeah, we and I know like the door to door like Jehovah Witness and like you know like there's we, we've had like all kinds of different like random people come by. And it's really hard to get to our house. We're, we're like, nowhere. Oh, we're see, that would like make a me dead more of yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm very aware of everybody that's on the street, and all my neighbors, too. We pay attention. And uh, we had these two ladies that would always come by. And, I, you know, I'm, I didn't know what they were trying to sell or anything. Like, they just were totally, like, you know, didn't didn't come out in the open with it. And were just asking me all these, like, questions, Um you know and then finally got into the religious like oh do you go to church and do you do this and i'm like okay and i'm kind of kind of telling them yeah well you know haven't been in a while and blah blah, blah. and like close now they think that they have a chance like you know um. oh we're going to convert you and uh so i basically i stopped I, I tried to stop you know them where they were i'm like oh I, oh you guys are jehovah's oh i'm not interested i'm sorry you know i'm I respect what you guys are doing You're trying to But don't you want
2: to save your soul?
0: Yeah (laughs) Yeah exactly But then they finally leave And anyway They kept coming back Because my wife was even nicer than me And it just got to a point See I'm an asshole We had to be totally dicks to them I'm always It got to that boiling point Where I was just like Dude listen we're eating dinner, you know, you're waking up our kids. <laughs> it's like the dog would go crazy. No,
2: I get to the point where if I can tell it's it's either a Jehovah's Witness or Mormon or whatever, you can tell it's a religious, you know, they're coming to try and convert you or whatever. Right. I will say the worst shit. <laughs> yeah. Just for fun. Like, they'll come up, they'll yeah. open the door yeah. be like, you know, have you heard the word of the Lord or whatever? Be like, I worship Satan. And then the <laughs> yeah. look on their face. I should have said that. Oh, the look on their face, are like, What? But like, yeah. yes, I worship Satan, and I'll yeah, come on in. Yeah, and they'll <laughs> Let's never, they'll never come back. Yeah. I have, uh, or what about those people in front of grocery stores that are trying to get you to to donate to like save the whales or whatever? Oh yes, I've are, said some horror. I want like Whole repeat. Foods.
0: There's always some dude there, like with a clipboard, and I'm like, oh, beeline it right <laughs> in, dude.
2: I had Greenpeace that just bothered, they bothered me on the way in, and I fucking shined them on I- on the way out again. And of course, they always make this stupid. This is what they always say to me. Hey, our movement could use your muscles Or some stupid yeah. shit like that, right? We were just the other day We were yeah. walking
1: Remember when that knucklehead Said some shit to me When we were walking yeah. over On the main street Same thing Yeah, so.
2: same thing So some, someone said that to me And it was a you know Greenpeace thing And, and I said Hey, uh, I dumped my motor oil In the drain And then I walked <laughs> away and the look on their face was like, because they'll want to kill you. Like, like they're so adamant about it. Oh my it.
0: God, you asshole. And of
2: course it's not true. I don't do that. But I'm going to say that shit to you <laughs> yeah. to make you say, shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. Hey, what, uh, are we, what are we talking about today? So let's, uh, this is a cool subject. So I had someone ask me this the other day. And it's a subject I take for granted because uh, I talked about it. I've talked about it so much. Because
1: <laughs> you wrote a book on it?
2: Yeah, I wrote a book on it. <laughs> Um, really, it's the difference between really? what it means when your body is either erect or flaccid. No, that's not that's not the case. We're not talking uh, about that. What does it mean? Sorry, Justin. Yeah. It's anabolic. I keep asking. Anabolic versus catabolic. You know, what do those two things? Uh, what do those two terms mean in regards to? We're either growing or dying. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. Um, anabolic is when your body is. Uh, Feels amazing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your body wants to build muscle. It's trying to build this positive functional tissue. This is why st- anabolic steroids are called anabolic steroids because steroids exist in the medical field that are not anabolic. Like mm-hmm. if you take a corticosteroid for inflammation, that's not an anabolic steroid. You could take those steroids all day long and it won't make you any bigger. Right. Um, you want, you know, it, it, anabolic means pro muscle tissue just for the sake of this. Of this uh, particular episode, and really, for the most part, in regards to athletic performance and muscle, you're either one or the other. Yeah, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean. You're either building, or you're tearing down, or you're or you're getting rid of muscle, and it's this delicate kind of balance balance, between the two,
0: right? That you have to. It's hard to to dictate that.
2: Yeah. So the big question, and here's let me tell you how important. Well, this is
1: also why it it becomes. uh, And I don't know if you guys are the same way too, but I typically. Um, you know, try and focus a client on, on one direction or the other at first. And it's not that and we've talked about this before, it's not impossible to build muscle and to burn fat to do it at the same time, but it is much easier to mm-hmm. be geared one direction or the other, like focus. Let's be focused on being anabolic all the time, trying to build as much muscle. Or just lose. Yeah, or just cut.
2: Well, you know. what's interesting is when your body is anabolic, it will uh, it will lean towards burning body fat. So I'll give you an example, right? If you take an individual who's working out with weights, um, their diet is the same. Nothing's changed, okay? They've just been working out for a long time, and you give them anabolic steroids, which give you this hormone signal to make you anabolic, they will build muscle and they will get leaner because it it does this uh, nutrient repartitioning effect where what you eat gets tur- gets shuttled directly to muscle because you're so anabolic so mm-hmm. being anabolic is good either way i mean th- ideally just like what adam said ideally shit if you could build muscle and burn body fat that's like the that's the panacea the, the holy grail gra- yeah that's where you want to be oh, dare so you
0: jump in on that <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. holy grail uh so what are some things that you guys i mean uh, what's obvious what, what's an obvious way to make a client anabolic Just one obvious: someone who's sedentary doesn't do anything. What's the first thing you do? Yeah, more movement, lifting weights. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely, lift some weights. That's how you can become anabolic. But there's some other signals that uh, we've identified um, that I talk about in the Maps Anabolic Program. That's why I put anabolic after it. I wasn't trying to make it sound like steroids. I was using I use the term anabolic. But you were. it's (laughs) like it's like a low dose of steroids yeah Yeah. i've had so many people say that that actually put that in the original advertisements that's great it's like a low dose of steroids (laughs) i don't know how true that is but people say it so fuck it so there's some signals that happen in the body that promote muscle growth now the first one that we're all familiar with is the damage that comes from exercise right when you lift weights for all intents and purposes you are not building any muscle. In fact, if we just analyze what happens to your body while you're lifting weights, if we just looked at that.
1: Mm-hmm. Stress and breaking down.
2: N- yeah, nobody, no scientist, no doctor would ever recommend that you work out because it looks like it's horrible, right? Yeah, if you
0: didn't get any benefit or rebuilding you know, to that, if you just were breaking down and <laughs> exercising and then you had no benefit, like, come on.
2: Yeah, you get... Who, who's
0: well, going to be exercising?
2: Yeah, you get inflammatory markers go up, right. you get muscle damage, you get... Uh, you know, All these horrible sounding things happen in your body during the weight training process. But really the breakdown of muscle, your body aims to adapt to it to protect itself from re- that same potential stress next time, right? right? So this is like
0: kind of like the hormesis, right? Where Yeah. Yeah, where you're introducing these... Uh, toxins or you're introducing these inflammatory things, but it, it real gradually, uh, your, your body tries to overcome that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then gets better at it and, and wants to exceed in, 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 um, you know, get stronger as a result.
2: Yeah. Cause your body's trying to adapt to its environment. It really doesn't know you're in the gym. It doesn't know you're lifting right. weights. It just thinks that you're, it's like
0: overcoming your environment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your body always wants to thrive. And so, the only way to do that is to be, you know, overcome all the forces against you.
2: Yeah, your body will always do the absolute minimum it needs to do in order to survive. It will never uh, go above and beyond the minimum. Okay, it just doesn't. Like, my body's only gonna be as strong. As it absolutely needs to be. It's yeah, so not it gonna to be, be stronger right. than it needs to be. It's I'm not gonna like lift weights once and then all of a sudden Wouldn't that be great? That would be awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you yeah. could, if you could just send a signal <laughs> you sit to air like, and you're just like, could you
0: work harder for me please this time.
2: Yeah. So
0: it would be super right now.
2: There's a lot of systems in the body, right? I think the whole body, the body is an adaptation machine, but I mean everything from you know, if you took a piece of sandpaper and rubbed it on the top of your hand until it got a little raw right, and then let it, you know, heal and then did that again and let it heal. Eventually, you develop a callus. Yeah, you're getting a callus, yeah. yeah. So if I way punched way you hard. in the face
1: right now, the very first time I punch you in the face, it's going to fucking hurt like hell and I might put you out. I do that every single day, you know, <laughs> sooner or later, you're going to have a pretty good chin, dude. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, it is. but you actually, I'm glad you said that because you can overdo it, right? If you punch me hard enough, you'll just kill me. Like, you'll, you'll overcome <laughs> yeah. that ad- adaptation process, right. which is why when you train too hard... Um, you're not going to That signal gets overridden By the I just need to heal right. You know Forget this adaptation You know Jazz I need to I just need to heal my body And of course Intensity is super individual You know Somebody who doesn't do anything at all Doesn't take much To break their muscle down But that's the only signal That All other workout plans Focus on They 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 focus They Hit other signals That have to do with muscle growth On accident yeah. But they don't understand them They don't really focus on them they just know, break muscle down, build it up, break muscle down, build it up. But there's other signals. There's other things that happen when you lift weights. Uh, we've talked about myostatin before. Mm. Resistance training dramatically lowers myostatin in the muscles. Of course, the more intense the resistance training is, the lower the myostatin goes. However, even moderate or low-intensity activity will cause a drop in sy- you know systemic or whole-body myostatin. And as we've learned in previous episodes, uh, myostatin is, an, is a super potent regulator of muscle growth. In fact, it's f- more potent than the hormone signals that you get. You can, you can compare two people, one person on a shitload of steroids, the other person on myostatin inhibition, and the, the dude with the myostatin inhibition won't even need to lift weights. Mm-hmm. He could just sit there and his muscles just get bigger. So,
0: yeah, it's great I mean, just the hormones in general, like talking about hormones in the inverse relationships and it's so complex because you have checks and balances all over the board and they, it works so well to adapt and, and raise one while the other lowers, shut one off, turn the other one on, you know and and it's just it's it's fascinating to me when you think about that, um, what a lot of people like you think about, always having to lower inflammation, right? Um, I I remember, I think you even brought up to me one time um, a study about athletes and where they actually took uh, Advil or they took uh, ibuprofen. Yeah, NSAIDs. uh, Right, and then they looked at the long term as far as like, okay, now uh, training versus the the athletes that didn't take pre-workout, the difference there and like why their muscles actually had more growth and strength uh, is because... You know, they actually allowed that inflammation to occur. Yeah,
2: you, and they needed that. Some inflammation is essential, and so athletes who take uh, regular doses. So you do, the, you, if you do this every once in a while, it's not going to do anything. But these are over the years where before every single run or before every time you lift, you take, you know, ibuprofen or you know, um, naproxen or another NSAID. And they've noticed that they had less, l- uh, lower levels of protein synthesis, so less muscle adaptation, and higher rates of uh, li- ligament uh, injuries and tendon rupture mm. because that signal needs, that inflammatory signal needs to be there to tell the body what to do. This is why mm. you'll get only so many cortisone shots in mm-hmm. one joint. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll know, you get a cortisone shot from a doctor. Eventually, they'll say, okay, we're not going to give you any more because yeah. your joint's going to get deteriorate. Um, at, right now, Adam's in, getting ready for a show. So you're in this kind of delicate stage. Can you tell when your body's anabolic versus catabolic? Oh yeah.
1: yeah. Absolutely. And especially right now, um because I'm so ultra sensitive. When I start getting this low a body fat percentage and I'm and I'm cutting and depleted right now, uh it, it I can feel. It's it this is my this is where you know we kind of talked a little bit on the road the road to San Jose Pro interview you guys did with me. But this is the part that I just get really fascinated with because I am constantly playing with foods with the knowledge that I know, whether it be, you know, cholesterol or fats or creatines and, you know, certain types of carbs, whether it be fast acting, slow acting and the timing of it when I have it and how much of it I have, like I am always playing with that stuff because I can really feel it. I mean, I can feel it, uh, not just my energy levels and the feeling of anabolic. So the, the most anabolic time I have ever felt even more so than any hormone, anything like that whatsoever was, has been just coming after a show oh
2: yeah that after you.
1: a show. So when I have been, you know, for a six to eight week period or however long I've been dieting for, because typically when I'm dieting, you know, I'm keeping myself always at maintenance or lower, you know, for, you know, weeks on end and even refeeds. uh, If I go in a surplus, it's a very minimal surplus. I'm not overdoing it because I don't want to put any extra uh, weight in when I'm trying to cut. So the first day that I do this over surplus my body is just like, whoa, it hasn't had it. And I'm telling you, I mean, you can, I can feel it. It's the most amazing workout. I, I mean, I wish every workout felt like that. It's just.
2: And this is why we advocate mini cuts and mini bulks. Yes. Because you get the mini cut, you get the fat loss effects. Once you start to go catabolic muscle wise, you go mini bulk, you take advantage of that anabolic, you know, that's what we we say. You get anabolic when you're bulking, but only for so long. You keep bulking long enough, the anabolic signal goes away and it's just fat storage. Yeah, yeah. You
1: know? I think that's such a good topic and I don't know if we – I don't want to redirect us from where we're going, but I think it's – I mean, I don't know how many uh, Instagrams I come across of people that follow me or whatever like that or I see on my thread that, you know, oh, check out my, you know, four-month or my six-month bulk, you know, and you're looking at the picture of the guy and you're like, dude – you put like 25 30 pounds on and at least uh 25 of that 30 yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. you know and then and then what you don't realize is that when you go to cut, how extremely hard it is to hold on to just those five pounds when you got 20 to go right. just to get back to kind of where you were. I mean, that's why, you know, you want to put on as little excess as possible. So then when you go to shredding or cutting that, reducing your body fat, it's, it, there's not a lot that you have to get rid of. If you got a lot to get rid of, it's really tough to shed Twenty pounds of fat and think you're not going to lose two or three pounds
0: of muscle on the it's way. It's a delicate
2: dance. It's and, a very right. delicate it's dance, especially it goes back to
0: that tiny little window you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, where you, where you can shred, but you can also you know maintain or even grow. Well, see uh, that's the, that's
2: the thing. See that's the thing when it comes to resistance training or working out in the gym. You have to view it from this angle. Am I anabolic? Mm-hmm. Don't view it from the angle of. Uh, I, I tore it up in the gym or I got really sore or whatever. You have to look at it and say, am I anabolic or am I catabolic? I feel like shit right now. I might be catabolic. If you when you when When you look at things with this lens or through this lens, you watch what happens to your workouts. You train smarter when you start right. to realize, when you start to look at that paradigm and say, okay, the entire reason why I'm lifting weights is because I'm trying to become anabolic. Yeah. There is no other reason why I'm lifting weights. Yes, you might love working out, but let's be honest how many people would lift weights if they got zero results from it, right? Yeah. yeah. So,
1: and it's- actually, all, actually a lot more than you think.
2: Yeah. Well, a lot a lot less than do now, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. Right? So, so you have, you know, break muscle, you have protein, you have muscle breakdown, myostatin levels go down, you have something called mechanical signaling. So, check this out. Every time a, a muscle fibers stretch and contract, that's called mechanical signaling. And that mm-hmm. sends a small anabolic signal to build muscle. In fact- Stretching by itself, deep stretching, does have a small uh, anabolic effect, and they've done this uh, studies on animals where they'll take like a bird and they'll put a weight on the bird's uh, wing and have it just in this really extreme stretch position for mm-hmm. long periods of time, and they'll build uh, a little bit of uh, muscle as that's a result.
1: That's uh, sliding filament theory. That's what that is. Well,
2: that's just how muscles muscle fibers contract, and but, but the sliding filaments. Uh, you know, if we're going to get technical. That's part of the reason why muscle damage happens because those attachments, those little, you know, they compare to Velcro, little attachments between muscle filaments, fiber filaments Mm. will tear and that's what some of the damage comes from. So you have mechanical signaling. We talked about myostatin breakdown. Then there's something called GLUT4 or glucose transporter 4, which is, if I say this, you guys will know right away what I'm talking about, you know, the the window of opportunity, the post-workout window. The anabolic window. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a protein that gets activated within muscle that increases the muscle cells permeability so its ability to absorb things like amino acids and and glycogen increases which is why they say feed yourself something that's fast acting post workout to take advantage of this uh glute 4 effect that you just got from your workout and this lasts you know they say an hour um there's not really any accuracy in terms of how long it lasts but we do know it's a shorter window it doesn't last forever but after you work out this, this this glute 4 gets stimulated within muscle, and that's why you, you eat something post-workout. Or even if you don't, it still makes your muscles more anabolic, that particular aspect of it. And then lastly, there's a hormonal response when you lift weights. Have you guys seen... I'm sure you guys have heard studies like squats make your testosterone level go up and yeah. mm-hmm. stuff like that. They'll do comparisons between exercises and look at what the hormonal response is and some there's definitely exercises that are superior to others. The king of all hormone boosting exercises is the barbell squat. Right. Second place is the deadlift. And you can pretty much, you know, any big gross motor movement, barbell movement uh is up there. Any small isolation based movement is at the bottom. You know, balance and stability is mm-hmm. way at the bottom.
0: Is it be I mean, is it the like the central nervous system like response uh um, you know with the squat like being that it's it, it almost sends out a, a signal. Like it's almost like it's crushing you. Like it's, you're you're dying.
2: I don't know. That's a great question. There's so many factors, and they there just, is.
1: You, you think too. It's when you know you have uh, so many muscles that are having to engage all at well, once. yeah. Time. You know, that's another your whole kinetic
2: chain. I mean, yeah, is it's having
1: especially on active. a barbell squat is is completely.
2: It's a good question because if we did like a you know if you did like a, a squat clean and press. You're not going to get as high. You're not going to get a big of a, of a boost of testosterone. It's definitely a good exercise as right? a heavy back squat. A, yeah. So you, I mean, also I
0: always like those really slow grinding, you know, types like the power movements. lifting lifts. Yeah. 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 Because it's you really do feel like you you have to like every little millimeter is a fight.
2: Yeah, and it, and they do stimulate that response. So check this out, right? So we just talked about there's five that we just we just labeled, right? We have breaking muscle down, myostatin, mechanical signaling glucose transport of four, known as GLUT4, and the hormonal response. Now, we are limited on one of those. Th- muscle breakdown. You can only break muscle down so much. Right? I can break it down. I can hammer my legs today and I might be able to hit them hard again 48 to 72 hours later if I'm smart and I train properly. I can't do, uh, I can't break muscle down every hour of every day. Like if that was the case, then we'd just be in the gym all day long and we'd all look like you know, Ronnie Coleman. Here, Heroes. Right? You are limited with breakdown. And this is where workouts, uh, m- you know, the modern bodybuilding routines. Uh, are archaic. This is where they fuck up because yeah. so many of them are based on, if not all of them, are based on. Intensity always, dude. Intensity always. And they're based on anabolically enhanced. And I, when I say that, I mean athletes who take, you know, external hormones like testosterone. It's based on those people because, you know, when anabolic hormones took the stage, you saw more and more body part splits, especially this once a week, each body part once a week type of thing, and they, they kind of get rid of the frequency because they're they're always anabolic. So they can tear muscle down and not have to worry about the other signals that we just talked about. Yeah. See, those other signals are not as limited. That's the crazy part. Mm. Like, I can stimulate, I can do mechanical signaling all the time without doing excessive breakdown. I can drop myostatin without excessive breakdown. I can get glute four to go up a little bit without excessive breakdown. I can affect my hormones naturally without having to break muscle down. Mm-hmm. And this is where the trigger session concept. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It reminded me of like trigger session rubber band Ex- right away. Exactly. That's where it came from because I thought to myself, I said, okay, if you how can we possibly get those other signals? How can I maximize those other signals without that limiting breakdown factor? Which is important, by the way, breaking muscle down for the natural athlete especially is the most Powerful of all the signals. Okay. If I didn't break muscle down, I just focused on the other one. If I just did trigger sessions, I didn't do any foundational. You look, like heavy,
1: a, you look like a yoga chick.
2: Yeah. You're not going to get... You're going to build a little bit, but you're awesome. not going to get much,
1: right? Yeah. You look like a yoga chick.
2: But I thought to myself, okay, I'm already breaking muscle down. I understand that part. How can I maximize those other signals without you know hitting that, that limit of breakdown? And that's where the concept of trigger sessions came up, came up which is basically low intensity frequent movement on the days in between the heavy workouts. Mm-hmm. And since incorporating that, I mean shit, it's like people just they can't believe the uh, the boost it gives you. It's like a little turbo. I mean, Adam, you know, you you've been utilizing for a while now and your body I mean, it's looking different. Well, you and know, you crazy before.
1: Yeah, it, it's uh, and that's probably one of the the biggest factors out of all the things that I have changed um, consistently. You know, was uh, was doing things like that. I mean, just altogether. And I don't, I don't know if I want to take this this podcast this direction or not, or save this for a whole nother one. But you know, we could dive into the periodization of the the maps anabolic program. Um, I think that's so key and it goes right in line with what you're talking about because you know part of the body body splits before you know you were you were so concerned you know oh, you hit one muscle you destroy one muscle you know per week and my mentality even as a trainer even with the knowledge i had as a trainer early on in my career i was always think it was always about how you know if i got really really sore then i did enough work you know for that muscle for the week you know and and it sure it's enough work to you know build a little bit of muscle and look better than that um, but i've Seen the most progression in my workout by, um, you know, periodization. I mean, that's just
2: more frequency and period. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what's Absol- funny? The top, some of the top guys that I've met so far in your industry, yeah. like yourself and and Craig and some of these other guys, when I bring this concept up, first of all, nobody says to me, that sounds crazy. Everybody says, oh, shit, that makes sense. Like everybody says that. And yeah. I think listeners right now listening are going, yeah, oh, that makes sense. But a lot of you guys did. Some kind of variation of this, yeah. without even just just on your own, like because yeah. you've been working out for. So, I mean, how long have you been lifting weights? Forget about how long you've been a trainer. How long have you been lifting weights? About fifteen years. Yeah, so you've kind of developed that sensitivity to your body to know, oh, yeah. this is working and this isn't working. Yeah, because I remember when I first brought it up to you, you're like, oh, I do that all the time. I yeah. do calf raises when I take a shower, and I do, yeah. you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's, there's little things that definitely we we did, but you know what, having the structure and, um, it's just, it's forced me to be more committed to it, which is uh, in turn made a huge difference, I think for sure. And I, you know, a lot of guys though, man, I tell you what, a lot of guys in, in, um, in my profession, what I do, do not, you know, a lot of them, uh, train the old school way. And, uh, I was just telling this young kid the other day in the gym who, uh, you know, listens to us and, um, he was, asking me about my workouts and he was paying attention to what I was doing and stuff like that and I said you know uh, it's crazy one of the and to me uh, the biggest notice uh, uh, the biggest one for me that's made a huge difference and has made my life a lot easier is was legs being a six foot three guy Um, squatting heavy and doing things like that oh my god it is a workout dude and I I don't care how long I've been doing it for it is I used to get like nauseous and dizzy and want to throw up like and I in order for me to see gains on my legs I had to have these workouts I used to have these 90 minute leg workouts where I just punished myself just to see a little bit of growth in my legs and then I didn't want to move them all week long because they were so damn sore I'm wobbling around all the time and and to be honest with you there's a uh, There's this like trainer pride thing that you go, oh yeah, man, I hit legs so bad, you know, I can barely walk. Dude, I'm never like that anymore. Like yeah, I get sore in my legs for sure, where I feel it absolutely, but not like where I'm crippled. And because I, I in turn want to be back in the gym hitting legs again two days later. Yeah, you know, so I'm I'm hitting my legs three times a week, but I'm not I'm not having to do twenty four to thirty sets of of leg exercises. You know, I'll come in some days like uh, t- today will be a, a leg day, but what I'll do today because it's legs and then I'll also hit auxiliaries. I'll come in and I'm going to do squats. I'll do like eight sets of squats. Yeah, eight sets. That's it eight sets ain't shit if I know I'm only getting eight sets like I can get that done and I've seen the most gains by by doing that and then I'll go do other body parts like I'm gonna end up hitting some shoulder, shoulder work like that and some chest and some other things and
2: calves you know what was a huge paradigm shift for me on this subject was realizing that recovery and adaptation can be it com- can be separate Because you just said something like, you get so sore before, and in your mind, you're thinking, oh, I'm so sore, my muscles are going to grow. Yeah,
1: we always Mm -hmm. think recovery.
2: Right. No, that that doesn't mean you're adapting. That could just mean recovery. Yeah. That could just mean your muscles are going to recover from the damage, but the signal, the anabolic signal, is gone by the time you're done recovering from that ridiculous onslaught. Does that make sense? So true. So my legs are sore for four days. Well, my anabolic signal might only be two days long. Well, it's it ain't going to do shit because those first two days, I'm just trying to repair all that damage. By the time my muscles are done recovering, that signal's kind of gone, and I've lost that signal. Instead of hitting your body a little less intensely or less volume and hitting it more frequently, now you're you're, you're constantly bouncing that anabolic signal yes, up. Yes, right up when that anabolic...
1: Week. That's how I feel now, right? I, well, the way I feel now is... Just as like my that anabolic signal starts to dip on my legs, I'm hitting them again. Just as it starts hitting again. That's why it's getting hit. Like every three days or so my legs are getting hit. And it, like I said, I've seen way... And then I did the same thing with my back. So, you know, you guys know this, that, you know, this last seven months uh, for this show, the main focus for me was to bring up my legs. My legs, my calves, and my back have been the three primary focuses. And, you know, unfortunately, I don't get to show those off for, for men's physique or whatever. But, you know, for me, at the end of the day, it's I'm always building the physique I want. You mm-hmm. know, as much as I'm trying to build a physique that appeals to the judges, at the end of the day, I really don't give a shit what they think. You know, I, I want to be happy in the physique that... That I that I rock on a daily basis, and you know, for me, it was always bringing those legs up to match my my upper body. And for the first time in my life, I I feel like I'm really symmetrical. You know, and it's always it's been rough. You know, it's been rough trying to build those legs. And the best thing I ever possibly did was you know getting that through my head. And I have to say, like it, even knowing it before, it, uh, until you kind of drilled it in my head, you know, and and would kept saying that about. And you said it again just now with the whole recovery and adaptation are different. You know. And it's like, God, that's so true. Because for so long, I'm always thinking break down, recover, break down, recover. It's all about breakdown, recover. And I, I'd even explain to people like, oh, you know, that's how you d- dictate whether you hit it again. You know, you break down as hard as you can, whatever. And then, you know, if you're still sore, you don't necessarily need to hit it again. You know, wait till you fully recover, then hit it again, whether that's four days, five days, seven days or whatever, you know. And that was always my mentality. And it's not to say you can't do that and see some results. I mean, I've actually, I've built a great physique leading up to that, but The next level for me was getting to the point where I'm always, like you said, trying to throw that anabolic signal towards him. And, of course, trigger sessions has been.
2: You know, when people freak out, too, is when I tell them that I'll work out a sore muscle. Oh my God! You can't work out a sore muscle. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, you know, that's bad. You're still recovering. No, it's overtraining. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to destroy it. But yeah. what I am doing is I'm just trying to bump that anabolic signal up again. Right. And you know what? I tell you what, listeners, I guarantee you've done this to yourself before, where you were super sore and you had to go do something, and then you felt hella better. And afterwards. all of a sudden, you're like, I'm not a sore. Yeah, I feel better because look, I'll tell you something out. You take two people. You take one person who beats the shit out of their legs and then lays in bed, doesn't move for five days. They just lay there and recover. You take another person who beats the shit out of their legs and then have them walk around every day, stretch, maybe do some hiking, some light movement. I guarantee you, the guy who moved is going to build muscle, and the guy who laid there and didn't do shit will lose muscle. Well, not yeah, only will he. Not,
0: well, it's the same, just like you know, physical therapy, where the the first thing that they try and get you to do after surgery is move and start, you know, adding, you know, light intensity, light intensity, but like get you through range of motion and they press you on the range of motion. It's not a comfortable experience. It's recovery, you know, and, and the, the success really is determined based off of how, um, you know, you address it right away. And, uh, and, and you, you, you train your body to, to then gain that movement and that mobility back. So, you know, if you don't do that, you're fucked it, it it freezes up on you
1: well think of the, the two the two of the most uh important things or essential things when it comes to recovering is what you're talking about nutrients nutrients and oxygen and what gets it there is blood flow
2: movement right yeah right and so circulation.
1: yeah more blood flow more circulation that you you get is only means only that much more oxygen that much nutrients are going to get to that area neglecting it laying in bed and stuff like that you're getting limited you know and it
2: happens so quickly look you could put your arm in a cast for two days and I I swear to God, you'll get be weaker and smaller two days later. Mm-hmm. That's how fast your body adapts in that direction, especially so, in that direction. It's
1: actually three days, uh, 72 hours after uh, recovery. So after a muscle has been recovered, it's, it's not sore, it's not, it, has, it has no damage done, it's fully recovered. Within 72 hours, atrophy sets in.
2: Yep. So that's why it makes more sense to hit a muscle more frequently instead of harder and longer, less frequently, and for and you look. There's always exceptions to the rule. I've met people who are like, no, I, I you know, I've tried both. Most people, however, will respond uh, better this way. And I'll give you another example. If I let's we'll use we'll, keep, we'll stick to legs as we're focusing on the best exercises for legs, right? Barbell squat, not for everybody, but generally, right? Barbell squat, uh, stiff-legged deadlift, um, you know, heavy lunges. Uh, there's there's like four or five like best exercises for legs. If you work out your legs once a week, I guarantee you you'll have one or two really good exercises and because you're you're gassed and fatigued, you're doing things like leg extensions, leg curls, and all these little tiny movements. If you work out your legs three days a week instead, you're probably always going to squat. You're always going to front squat. You're always going to stiff leg. You're always going to do those super effective exercises and you can do them. And if you compare the total volume, it's probably the same. Look, if I work out my my legs three days a week, five sets each time, it's still fifteen sets.
1: I have to tell you a great story, because you said this. This is so awesome that you just said that, and it was this just happened to me. So um, I haven't done lying leg curls on a machine in probably six plus months, and I've been doing nothing but barbell squats, deads, um, and training three times a week. And uh, I my quads were really sore the other day because I put a lot of emphasis on my quads and my hamstrings weren't that sore. So I thought, oh you know, what? I'm going to add some hamstring work in with some other auxiliary muscles and stuff. So I, I hopped on the leg curls. How crazy is this? So I used to always leg press and leg extension and leg curl and donkey kick. And th- those were like staple exercises in my routine. Um, for me, uh, my hamstrings have always been really weak. You know, uh, I don't I don't do very much weight on there. Maybe eighty to a hundred pounds or whatever like that on those lying leg curls with strict good form. You know, and uh, that would be challenging for my hamstrings. I get on this machine that I haven't been on for you know six to eight months plus, dude. I'm up by like seventy five percent strength. Wow. Without even doing that machine, uh-huh. talk about if I actually would actually incorporate that with that and adapt to that a little mm-hmm. bit in addition to everything I'm doing. But I your was like body
0: brought it up. Oh, know, I to got to meet demand.
1: I got into warm up and I put you know I put it like at 70 or so, thinking like okay, that's gonna be you know 70, and then I'll go 80, 90, 100, or whatever like that, and I was like started curling I'm like holy shit this was so light and weight. I did like 30 reps just one real quick and then i like jump up to another 50 15 reps like I'm and i kept having to jump up i thought and then i'm like at a point i've never even been there on the that lying leg curl machine before and i thought wow how crazy is that that i haven't even done that movement and my hamstrings have become that much developed that much more developed just by doing all those big motor movements
2: it makes it makes a, a huge difference and you know just before we close off like people have told me because we cover the subjects on our, our podcast. Like, God, Sal, you, you're giving out so much of information. Don't you want people to buy your program? Look, yeah, I do want you to buy, buy the programs that we have uh, on our, our site. Uh, however, I, we are also big believers in sharing ideas and information. And, uh, you know, just, just to break it down, because people are going to ask, well, how do I use tr- Trigger Sessions exactly how it works? Look, this is what you do. You do this on the days you don't lift heavy weights, okay? When you lift heavy weights, that's the day you lift heavy weights. Don't do trigger sessions. It's on the days off that you do the trigger sessions. And the goal of the trigger session is to maintain a loud anabolic signal that you got from the day before with your heavy workout. And this is how they work. You do short... Uh, really short low intensity movement and you do them several times a day for body parts that you want to work on so, low
1: intensity low intensity
2: yeah. if you push it you're going to fuck yourself so you're just trying to get look for those of you comp- competitors who get a pump backstage when you're going on stage it's like that like I'm just trying to get a pump so let's say your weakness is shoulders triceps and uh, biceps then I'll do an exercise for my delts biceps triceps real light get a little pump it should take me eight minutes and that's it and I'll do that three times that day and you start incorporating that, and you have to be consistent. By the way, trigger sessions are not like heavy workouts where you can get away skipping one here or there. <laughs> yeah. When you're super consistent with trigger sessions, you will be blown away. Now, if you want more details in terms of, you know, really how to utilize them, and yeah, it, what specific
0: exercises, it, all that kind of stuff,
2: we could we could do. I could do 15 podcasts breaking it down, or you could go on and, and, and get the program, and it kind of breaks it all down for you. But that that's in a nutshell, kind of how they work. Yeah. So. But other than that, I don't know. Doug, how are we doing on time? Are we are we over?
0: We're way over. Yeah, I think we're, we're. All right, we'll end I that I think there. we're
2: good. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks <laughs> for listening. Lots of info. Say what? How can they get the program? Oh, mindpumpradio.com. That's right. That's where you can find the program. Click on the yellow button. Do it. Get it. It's a deal. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free
0: resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time. This is Mind Pump.